What up, what up, what up? This is the last episode of She Gets It podcast for this year. You made it. I don't know why you're here, but you're still here. Um, enjoy that episode. Basically, what it is is a preview of the last 10 years and um, shit I've dealt with. Good shit, bad shit. Um, or good shit. And um, just take away some examples of things that I had to deal with for yourself and I hope as you reflect on the last you know decade of your life um, that you can take some good things into the new year uh, y'all have a safe new year okay Popo is out here don't be driving crazy if you're a little tipsy don't drive um, don't be bringing in the new year with people you don't want for the new year just be honest, be bold, and just go for yours. Welcome to She Guess It. Make your way back to the show. What's the one I say? Call me. Alright, back to the show. So, this chapter of my life has to be called the end of a decade because it is the end of a decade, and a decade sounds like a long time. But the reality is that it isn't a long time. So um, I'm just going to go over what has happened in the last 10 years of my life and what I'm looking forward to. And uh, hopefully this year was good for someone else. Um, this decade was good to other people and um, I'm not gonna say like my these whole 10 years have been horrible it hasn't but man it's just it's it's a lot it's a lot so uh that's what we're discussing today tonight so hold tight in the beginning <laughs> I'm not even going to play y'all like that. All right. So, whew, this decade has really been since the year I graduated college up until now, which is crazy. It's crazy when you think about it because I feel like me graduating from college was so long ago. But, you know, life comes motherfucking full circle. So, um, let's just start with 2010. 2010 is a year after I graduated college. Uh, did four years in that hole. Got my bachelor's degree um, in fine arts. Major was design and marketing. Cool. In my mind, I thought I was going to finish school, um, graduate, have my party, and have a plane ticket and go straight to New York. Mm. It kind of sort of didn't work like that. I, but I graduated, had my party. Next day, packed my shit. Got a ticket to Philly. And I was like, I'm going to be in Philly and I'm going to look for some work. Save up some money. Then I'm going to move to New York. Well, I kept looking for work, looking for work, looking for work, looking for work. Getting like interviews, going on interviews. And people be like, oh, I want to pay you $10 an hour. Hello? Have you heard of Sally Mae? They are coming for my neck, okay? They will be stepping on all of my feelings and my thoughts. I cannot work 
for no $10 an hour doing nothing I was doing before. So um, I had another interview with North Face downtown on Walnut Street. And they were opening up a new store. And I think they felt like I was overqualified for what I was applying for. So they told me no, which is fine. Um, so I was like, fuck it. I was like, Philly is not working. I got to figure out a way to get in New York because I know New York's going to have a lot more opportunity for me. Um, figured out a way to get to New York, was living with my, my cousin in Queens, sharing a room in a house that was hell. She lived on 241st in Queens. Um, I want to say, what was that? The two train? I think it was the two train. Oh my God. Between the Jamaicans that would stay at the platform, um, try to talk to me, wrap arms, the long blocks, the snow, the cold ass mornings, the, um, uncomfiness, the hassle in how you have to move around. I hated living all the way out there in the, um, Bronx, but shit. (sighs) that was what it was so um after that that didn't work out I moved to Queens to stay with my other cousin Keisha I should have never did that because she was she's Keisha's one of those um born and raised in Jamaica but you're coming to America type of family members that felt like you must feel like you're better than them because you don't sit and gossip up about people. You don't go to Jamaican parties. You don't come hang with their friends and their crowd. You just very to yourself. Ma'am, I don't care if it's Jamaican parties, uh, American parties. I'm not a party person. So she just felt like because I didn't hang out, I didn't gossip, I didn't, you know, run with her crowd that I must felt like I was better than her. No. I was working an internship, I was working two other jobs, and I was trying to figure out how to do my design shit on the side. Like, girl, I'm busy. I'm not I'm not focused on you. So that turned into a whole issue after a while. Uh, plus her husband, best friend that was a roommate in their apartment, was trying to talk to me and I was giving him no play because I don't talk to Jamaican men. Um, that's, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, so that was an issue. So I ended up moving out of her place and roommating with a friend of mine that I used to work with here in Georgia. And he was staying in the Bronx, six train closer to Manhattan, which is even better. So that's where I was living, um, working multiple jobs, uh, discovered some friends, and I had money to spend. I, there was times where I didn't even have to check my bank account because I really didn't have any bills. I was just paying my phone bill, my portion of the rent every week, and um, yeah, maintaining. 2011, I was in uh, New York City still, making it work, um, working for uh, House of Darion, Dooney and Burke, uh, Hollister Overnight. Um, where else was I working? Brooklyn Exchange, 
uh, no, Buffalo Exchange, my bad. Buffalo Exchange. Then I was working at this, uh, Sadiddy Bougie French Boutique, um, in the West Village, where I had an insecure owner that didn't know shit about running a business, but wanted to have a business, and I basically came in there supposedly supposed to do her visuals, I did her visuals, I created her inventory, in the summertime she would have two locations, one in the West Village, another one in the Hampton, so sometimes I would take the Hampton Jitney from Manhattan and take that all the way the fuck to the Hamptons uh, each day, Saturday and Sunday, then maybe one of her clients wanted something from the Hampton store that wasn't at the one in the West Village. I would have to take that item back before I go home, go all the way to fuck from where the bus would let you off in Manhattan, back into the West Village, then go all the way back to the Bronx. When I tell you that lady was not paying me enough, because girl, woo, motherfucking we. But, um, yeah, that was my life there. And, I, you know, I would fly out to come see um, my ex in Atlanta because... Like, I wasn't talking to nobody in New York, really. And I wasn't interested in anybody in New York. Um, I was trying a long-distance relationship that wasn't working. And uh, I was trying to make it work. And, you know, but I would get lonely in New York sometimes. So I would take the bus to... um, I would take the bus to Philly on the weekend for like 10 bucks. The Apex Bucks, Chinese Chinatown bus, and um, we'll go see them and come right back because New York is fucking exhausting. New York will suck you in and you just forget that you're a whole human being out here. And that's all that was for 2010, 2011, 2012. I ended my third relationship. Uh, my grandfather passed away in December. Um, January was his uh, funeral. Um, I was in a fuck it attitude kind of mood. I moved out of New York City because I just was going through shit. My apartment, um, my room had water in the fucking walls from the old man upstairs that left the water running ruined half of the shit that was in my closet my leather jackets all my good shit um i had to put myself in storage it was a fucking mess um 2012 i was in philly i was trying to look for work nothing was happening I was living off of my um unemployment you know i was i was you know, in a fucking attitude, and I was just like, shit, I said, fuck these relationships, I don't give a fuck about these relationships anymore, and like, man, I'm just trying to have my kid and be about my life, because I'm I'm not investing three more relation, three more years in a relationship that might go to shits, like, I'm not doing it, and that's what the fuck happened, I got pregnant, and I was like, well, can't find no work here, I'm definitely not gonna try to find work, um, uh, pregnant, so I was like, I'm about to dip. The day before my flight 
was to go to West Palm um, to my mom's house. Zara called me off of Broadway for assistant manager position. I was like, I can't take it because um, other shit popped up. My, You know, I got other plans. So that was that. Got on the plane, went to West Palm, had my whole pregnancy in West Palm near the library, near the beach, near food, and with my mother. And I just went through my whole pregnancy around my mom. Had my first kid in 2013. Wow, I'm a fucking mom out here in these streets. Prego life was fucking miserable. Um, to, to have a whole human being inside your stomach, just growing, kicking, um, changing your hormones and your feelings and all types of shit having sundresses the whole summer because it just didn't make any sense um to put on anything else if it was in spandex it was hot as hell i was riding a bike until i couldn't ride it anymore um and then i had a kid and she was fucking cute and she was amazing and she's smart and she is brilliant and she just turned six in November. So, um, yeah, that shit was crazy. So after, um, I had Anya, um, a week after I had her, I said, Hey, I'm not staying here in Florida. I'm going back to Atlanta and I'm going to get work and I'm going to get a house and I'm going to set up shop there. And I asked my mom if she wanted to come and she was like, yeah. So 2014 moved back to Atlanta um, with a whole baby, um, got a new job as an insurance agent and a side hustle of retail as always got my first house. Um, the realtor was doing some fishy ass shit with the quote unquote so-called owners of the property. Turned out this man fucking rented out the house that him and his wife shared but she passed away and she did not leave the house to him she left it to um her three kids and her three kids didn't know he was renting out the house he rented out the house to me her three kids got a lawyer took me to court and was like i need to move out the house that was the whole thing probably could have sued the realtor company and her husband but i just didn't want to go through the whole shit show i just needed to find another house asap so I was working with a few people that were realtors on the side because in Georgia, everybody has a realtor license and can sell and find you a house. So found another house, moved in, I want to say a week after the judge was like, hey, you have X amount of time to move out the house. Um, I did a lot of fucking moving in this decade. <laughs> um got me a new house um way comfier than the old one yard space uh my mom had her own space i gave her the master room in my house she got in the master bathroom i had the room in the middle and then anya had her own room and we just set up shop and we were fucking comfortable so 2015 was way better Everyone was comfy, and I was just living and momming and working, period. Um, 2016, I was still working. 
um, finally got my fucking license, I think, in 2016. Got a car. And um, I took my mom and Anya to Puerto Rico for the first time. It was Anya's first time at a beach in Puerto Rico. We went to um, San Juan and we were staying at the, um, I think it's the Mahalia, Mahalia Resort. And my mom never came out her her purse one time to pay for anything. I paid for everything. Made sure my mom had a great vacation because... She was just doing so much for me in the last few years, especially with Anya and me not knowing shit about babies, really, because she was my first kid that I just wanted to make sure she had a good time. So we spent about four days in Puerto Rico, enjoyed it. We were comfy. We were happy. 2017 came around. Damn it. I had another kid, and it's another motherfucking girl. Um... This kid I had with my longtime ex since I was 18. And um, he was fucking upset at the fact that I had a kid. He did not want me to go through with having a kid. But I've been telling this man since I was 18 that I am not like your other kid's mom. I do not believe in abortions. That is something I'm not going to do. We both decided to fuck. You decided to continue to fuck when you didn't have to fuck. And you already knew where my stance was. Therefore, now the Lord is laughing in our face. All those years that you was just in here doing your thing. And we could have had multiple kids. We didn't. Well, all of a sudden, maybe the Lord wants to teach us a a lesson. So here she is. Um, So he spent most of the time when I was pregnant with Ari depressed. Um, got out of his depression, I want to say around me being six, seven months. Um, then would have like these moments of like ego tripping and his feelings coming to my house in the middle of the night, sleeping at my house. And I feel like he was doing that more so because his girlfriend and him was going through their own shit because she was trying to convince me not to have our kid because it was going to hurt her kid's feelings and I'm just like girl I understand but this is between me and this guy not you so um yeah that was a whole shit show um had our kid um he was there he watched everything he delegated everything um he was pissed off in that delivery room I was pissed off because Ari was taking so long to get out of me. Um, Anya was the first person to hold Ari once she got out of my body. And then my mom was the second person. I was the third person. And then he held her for a little bit. Um, What else? What else? I did not like Ari until she was about one years old because she was so miserable she was um such a whiny clingy um never well rested baby and i didn't get any sleep for the first year of me having her um i couldn't understand her personality and i wasn't used to that because anya was like 
a ray of sunshine as a baby. Like, you didn't even know I had a baby in the house, and Ari was complete opposite. I remember nights of calling her dad and be like, yo, you need to come get her. I'm about to put her in a swing set um, in my driveway. You need to come get her, because I just couldn't understand why she was whining, why she was crying, all of that. I was just so irritated, and I feel like a lot of her bad energy and a lot of her miserableness was coming from me being miserable pregnant with her and her dad being miserable with the whole situation and um the fact that he's 40 with a two-year-old I know he's not happy about that and he has a 14-year-old daughter so you know that's what happens when you fuck um what else that's it for 2017. Then we have um, 2018. What a fucking year. All right, 2018, I lost my uncle early that year um, to cancer. Um, and I couldn't really... I couldn't really grieve him properly because... Um, I had to be happy for kids. I had to be at work. I had to, um, no, I think he passed away in 2017. Either way, I just could not really grieve him properly because I had no time out. I was always on the go. I was always the person to run errands. I was always the person to mom. I was always the person to take the girls to the doctors, me go to the doctors, make sure my mom goes to the doctors, make sure my mom has her medicine. So I didn't have a break. I was always working. And, um, oh, 2017, I wrote my first book along with two other books self-published so that was that was something I've been wanting to do since 2012 I started writing my first book and I didn't fully complete that hoe until 2017 so you gotta keep that shit moving um and 2018 I also lost someone I thought was a good person in my life you know friend uh everything um to ego and uh went through police reports restraining orders um plea deal after plea deal after plea deal no after no after no denial 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 um still you know trying to be in my life in the most inappropriate manner and Someone just just felt like they could put their hands on me and just have it be regular shit. Um, And that was like a bittersweet end to that. Uh, But it was something that I felt like had to happen and was going to happen. I I just didn't know how it would end. And that was it for me. So, yeah, 2018 was fucking weird. Um, 2019... Ooh, what can I say about this? 2019, new house, new job, quit. Another new job, quit. Um, and I'm right now I'm just working to pay bills. Um, not working to be happy, not working 
to be comfy, but working to pay bills. And the other part is, I'm just like, what the fuck? I tried a relationship earlier this year. Wasn't working. (laughs) Um, So, fuck it. Like, I'm I'm coasting right now. I have a DMD, and um, I don't even want to see him all the time. So, I guess that's cool. But, uh, yeah. That is uh, pretty much my decade. What the fuck were y'all doing? Y'all decades like? That was a lot of shit. I've been dealing with a lot of shit. That's crazy. But, um, yeah, man. That's my decade. And I hope that 2020 just sounds so fucking weird. Like, oh, it is January 1st of 2020. It sounds so weird. When I hear 2020, I think about the the show with Barbara Walters. Um, I just hope that it's really, uh, promising. I hope that is rewarding. I hope that, um, all my visions and thoughts come to fruition. I hope that it brings about good opportunities, um, fresh thoughts, fresh people, new people, good people, um, good vision, uh, new business, um, me, you know, snowballing on my app, uh, you know, better episodes for She Gets It, better episodes for Cozy Womb Podcast, um, better episodes for So What Page Me On Be, that's a, um, book, um, pod between me and two other friends, I just want more creativeness um, for 2020. And I want to go into the next 10 years happy, excited, um, grateful, uh, open, um, wiser, uh, more prepared, uh, have things planned out, uh, stick with my thoughts. Uh, respect my thoughts, respect my um, space, and have people that respect my mindset and understand that you're not about to change me. I'm not about to put up with your shit. Don't ever get comfortable and just keep it fresh. Keep it spontaneous. Keep it a whole motherfucking G. And uh, that's what I want for my 2020. Y'all be great out here and happy fucking new year, new decade. Knew whatever. Correction, I had to correct myself. 241st was in the Bronx. The other side of the motherfucking Bronx. Not the nice, oh, you're going to take the sixth train out of Manhattan, Bronx. That long-ass train ride in the Bronx, Bronx. Okay, y'all can continue. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I will be back with another episode. Soon come, as a Jamaican says it. Um, if you want to hit me up, you can follow me on She Gets It Pod on IG. My email is whoisshan12 at iCloud.com. Other than that, if you can't reach me, hear me next time. Deuces.